Welcome to My Bible Study, a verse-by-verse devotional study through the Bible with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. In this unique series, Pastor Bob takes you through the Bible just a few verses at a time. No preaching, just a simple Bible reading with examples and explanations of the meaning behind the Scriptures. My Bible Study will take you from Genesis chapter 1 all the way through the book of Revelation. Now, here is Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Now, as I'm going to pause at that, and now we'll I'll give some commentary on that. Then we'll jump into the second half of the of the the chapter. You know, God's perfect. People are the ones who do things wrong. God's covenant, His agreement with Noah, reminds us about the wrong things we do. It's not like you know God's words to the first people in Genesis one. You know, 28, 30. God spoke those words before people sinned. But he only promised good things back then. All right? But God made the covenant with Noah after people had sinned. This covenant promised many good things to people. But God also warned the people who would be partaking in the covenant. He spoke about murder. He warned people that they would be responsible for their evil behavior. And he warned them that God would punish them for their evil deeds. People would become evil, but not God. God is kind. He promised never again to flood the whole world. And he used the rainbow to remind people about that promise. Amen? Now, Noah was a great servant of God. And we've already studied how he was considered by God as the only righteous man in the earth. But he was not perfect. Don't even think he was perfect. And he ended up doing something very wrong. He drank too much wine. You know, some people believe fermentation did not exist prior to the flood. I don't know. These same people try to excuse Noah's drunkenness as just something that, you know, happened because he didn't know how to hold his liquor. He had never experienced wine before, etc. Et you know, they're making excuses for it. We don't know. And we don't know why we don't know, other than to say that you know, when God inspired Moses to write about this time period, God decided we didn't need to know all those background facts. That's why they're not in the Bible. Amen? But one thing we do know as we read the scripture, Noah got drunk. He went inside his own tent. It was obviously David. Let's, let's read, go ahead and read this here in 18. Genesis 9, 18. And the sons of Noah that went forth from the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham is the father of Canaan. That's important. We'll come back to that. These are the three sons of Noah. And of them was the whole earth overspread. And Noah began to be a husbandman. And he planted a vineyard. And he drank of the wine and was drunk. And was uncovered within his tent. All right. So he was inside the privacy of his own home, his tent. You know, don't you take your clothes off in the privacy of your own home at some point in time? You know, a shower or whatever. You expect privacy there. You don't. You're, you're not going to do it out in your front yard. You're not going to have you know, uh, you know, picture windows in the bathroom and things like that. Well, Noah went into the privacy of his own tent, but his son, as we're going to read, uh, verse 22, Ham. The father of Canaan saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. Okay, so Ham saw what was happening. 
and he obviously had gone inside the tent. Perhaps he had seen Noah staggering around, and Ham thought it was funny, and, and he wanted to have a good laugh at Noah's expense. We don't know. All right? But some biblical scholars even have inferred that perhaps Ham committed some sexual sin with his father that's covered in Leviticus. Uh, you know, Noah not being able to defend himself, etc., you know, but he knew what was happening. Again, there's no scriptural evidence that happened. It's just something that some scholars have inferred. One thing we do know that did happen, Ham went inside his father's private tent, seen and observed Noah's nakedness and probably his inebriated state of mind and his actions. He started gossiping. He was basically making fun of Noah. And this was terrible behavior. He did not respect his father, although his father was a great servant of God. And when Noah woke up, he spoke words about the future of his three sons. Noah spoke these words by the Holy Spirit because Noah was a servant of God. Ham's family was going to suffer because of Ham's sin. And Noah blessed his other sons. Now, let's go back. And I'm going to walk quickly through uh, verse 1 through 17. You know, verse 1, have many children and descendants. That's basically the command God gave them. God also said that when he made people in the beginning, that he said the same words. This is uh, unique. If you study through Strong's Concordance, all that, God said the same words in Hebrew when he made creatures. Those words mean have large families. They also mean to be useful and to be helpful. They mean be other people's servant. Do not expect other people to serve you. That's why Jesus said, you know, serve uh, you know, your, your fellow man. Do unto them as you'd have them do unto you. Okay, verse 2 here. God seems to give people more power over creatures than animals. That has more power than he even gave earlier to Adam and Eve. Praise God. I mean, this is a big blessing. In verse 3, God even permits people to eat the meat as well as vegetables and fruit. Verse 4, God did not allow people to kill other people. We already covered that. If they did kill other people, they would be punished. He did not allow people to eat meat with blood in it. And that way he reminded them that, that life is important. Life is holy. God has made us like an image of himself. Praise God. So we must not kill other people. Again, the hierarchy is plants, then animals, then man, then God. You know, The animals can kill the plants. Man can kill the animals and the plants. But man cannot kill other men. Only God can decide when people die. Verses 5 through 7, we read how God's punishment was fair. If there was a murderer. People should kill the murderer only. You know, in many places, families might fight each other because somebody had murdered someone other than, you know, from their family, and they might kill each other because of that. Such a situation may continue for a very long time. Here in the United States, you know, you got the story about the Hatfields and the McCoys, right? But God did not say that's the way it should be. And verses 8 through 11, God made an agreement, a covenant with Noah before the flood. He told Noah about it again here because it is very important to what's taking place. God wanted to make sure Noah and his descendants after him would remember the covenant. 
God included all creatures in the agreement, animals and everything. People must take care of God's earth and God's creatures, and God will take care of them. Amen. Well, now, what about climate change? What about global warming and all that? That's way off topic, okay? We need to be uh, purposefully minded in taking care of the environment, but that is not to be our God. The environment and this Mother Earth is not our God. I don't care what these religious fanatics and climate change activists say. The Earth is not our God. God, Jehovah, is our God. Hallelujah. Him only shall we serve. Now, verses 12 through 17, in a quick summary, it does not mean there were no rainbows before the flood. Okay, But rainbows now have a new meaning. That's what God's saying here. God's agreeing, you know, just like the, the pillar of rocks that I just talked about a few minutes ago. The rocks existed long before those guys gathered them up and made a stack. The rocks existed. Okay. But it's now a purposeful meaning behind stacking the rocks. Here, the rainbows may have existed before, but now God is saying, here's what I'm going to do. Every time I see a rainbow, I'm going to remember the covenant. Every time you see the rainbow, you need to remember the covenant. And that's what he's telling them there. God's agreement was with all the people and all the animals in the entire world. And the rainbow was a sign of that agreement called a covenant. Hallelujah. All right, now, this is where I wanted to get into verses 18 to 29. The command of God to destroy the Canaanites, later on in the Bible, we, we get over there, that's troubled Christians and non-believers alike. Okay, you get questioned on that. Well, you know, the, the, well, especially when you start talking about the Muslims and uh, Islam killing the people. Well, the Bible says you're supposed to kill people too. How do you counter that? You know, well, only in the cities of these peoples that uh, that the Lord is. Can I say this, Lord? All right. When it came time to take over the land for Israel to go and receive their inheritance, and they were going to be facing people groups that they have not been associated with for thousands of years. And these people do not want to provide any land to the nation of Israel, God is telling them, only in the cities of these peoples that the Lord your God has given you an inheritance, you will not leave anything alive that breathes. You'll utterly destroy them. The Hedite, the Amorite, the Canaanite, the Perizzite, the Hevite, the Jebusite, as the Lord your God has commanded you in order that you may not, in order that they may not teach you to do according to all the detestable things that they've done for their little gods so that you could sin against the Lord your God. This is in Deuteronomy chapter 20. And while killing all the Canaanites will probably cause us to be uneasy on the subject, okay, Genesis 9 gives us a great insight into the coming problem. Okay, So you need to understand, this command was far more difficult for the Israelites of old than for us today. Had God not hardened the hearts of the Canaanites... 
So that they refused to seek a treaty with Israel in Joshua 11, uh, Israel very likely would not have aggressively sought to obey the Lord's commands to kill them. Well, why did they have to kill them? They're brothers and cousins and all that stuff. Because they did not serve God. They served all the little gods. And if the Jews go in and, and basically get along, to go along to get along, soon they take on the form of society. Thank you for joining Pastor Bob as he leads you verse by verse through the Bible in this series called My Bible Study. We pray this study will bring you closer to God and reveal His Word and His will for you through the Scriptures. We would consider it an honor and a blessing if you would support this outreach with your financial offerings. We have partnered with Patreon to offer you unique gifts and benefits for various levels of giving. Please visit our page on Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash my Bible study podcast, all one word. That link again is patreon.com forward slash my Bible study podcast, all one word. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.